When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roleplay Recon does not own any parts of the movies we recon, nor are we associated with the people who make them. Also, as a general warning, I'm probably going to do a cuss and talk about many mature adult things. The soundtrack for this series features music by the Pine Hill Haints. Check them out anywhere you get music online. Previously on Roleplay Recon does The Dark Tower. Yeehaw! Yeah, so I am playing Roland Deshane. My father before me was the youngest gunslinger to ever pass the trial, uh, and I passed it two years before he did. I have the touch. And we need to make sure that you are in as safe a place as we can. And Hanbury is it. When you get there, you are to speak to Pat Delgado. Time and distance, like you said earlier, are just kind of weird. They're just kind of off. I didn't catch your name. Susan Delgado. When you do make it to town, you're probably going to see the mayor and his cronies. You don't know me. We never met. Okay? You remember when Van A used to talk about the thinny? Yeah, I think we've got a stop to make on the way into town tomorrow. Because I think there's one here. You three slept through the night okay. Um, did anyone wake up during the night? Is anyone a very light sleeper? No, in fact, I think Elaine is an incredibly heavy sleeper, to the point of him being sort of maybe a loud snorer. I think ditto about uh, Cuthbert, except Cuthbert is not a loud snorer. I dream deeply. Did you have any fun dreams last night? A lot of lot of bean, lot of bean influenced <laughs> dreams. I think, like mist, like Mr. like okay. like they give they give you they give you like even like Neon Genesis evangelical style dreams. Not like he's dreaming in different dimensions and he just has reruns of Mr. Bean going through his dreams. <laughs> this is where we yeah. discover that Mr. Bean is a lens father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Roland. How about you? How'd you sleep last night? Uh, not well. Got in the face of Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> I also Sorry. was haunted by the face of Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> uh, no, I think that I probably did not sleep overly well between the the thinny and the horses uh, and then actually seeing a nice face. Um, meeting Susan, I think, probably kept him awake as well. Uh, Roland, the, the times that you were tossing and turning last night, the strangest thing you heard was probably a Lynn close by saying something about Mr. Bean. 
Uh, other than that, it was a pretty uneventful night. Can I can I dream about the thinny? Yeah, totes. I mean, there's supposed to be something on the other side of the thinny, right? Um, and like, I know that's not in the original source material ever really addressed. Um, you're just not, mm -hmm. you just don't want to go through it. Um, can I like dream about like look like like can I just dream about it? Like I'm just standing there at it. Okay, so Alain, um, last night before you went to bed. Um, when you were eating all of those beans, Roland talked to you about the thinny that he heard. And, of course, you have also heard of this, um, the thinny. And Roland talking about it and you all being so close to it. Um, not close enough to really be able to hear it from where you are. Um, but I think that your... Um, your adeptness in the touch probably connected you with it a little bit. Um, in your dream, it was as if you were standing where Roland stood. So um, perhaps your your ability in the touch. Uh, picked up on on Roland's experience and Roland's memories. Um, and so you're standing where Roland stood last night, but it seemed as though the whole world was outlined in like a very thick black outline, as if you were in an illustration. And in the distance, um, you hear the thinny, and it sounds an awful lot like what Roland describes to you. Only when you're listening, you hear like a deeper element that you can't quite place. So in your dream, you start walking toward the thinny, and the more you walk, you start power walking and then you start jogging and then you start sprinting toward it and you never really get any closer but right before you um wake up you hear something call your name all right so it is uh early the next morning the sun has risen roland i'm gonna say you're the first one up but um as you are waking up, Olin, you stir pretty aggressively. Awake. Olin, are you all right? I think I think so. I, I I think so. Just you know, got the heebies, I guess. Having weird bean dreams again. I, man, I think it's just. I think it's just that hole you saw in in the in space. You know, I don't uh, don't care for those. I don't care for those at all. Yeah, I feel like I know I know it's not true, but every now and then the wind shifts, and I feel like I can hear it. I think we should stop and look at it on the way into town if we can find a way to get to it safely. 
oh, yeah, I don't know how um, you just heard what I said and heard that I would like to go look at it and check it out, but okay. We'll do what you want, like always. <laughs> You're a good man. And then he smiles, and then he smiles a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cuthbert, you getting any of this? No. Have you woken Kurt, up Kurt, yet? Kurt, Cuthbert is stone cold out, still just just sleeping. He's got like a leg up on a log, and uh, he's he's just clutching uh, Cuthbert in his hand. Mouth just full open. Solid wood. Well, what are we supposed to be doing next? Roland. I think just making our appearance in town. And Susan last night said to said to talk to the mayor instead of her father. So I guess we head to the mayor's house once we get into town. Why would he? Why were we not supposed to talk to Pat? Delgado. Is, is someone going to wake Cuthbert up? Oh, I was going to avoid it for as long as possible. Uh, yeah, he's made his choices. He doesn't want, he doesn't <laughs> want to be in the narrative, so we'll leave him out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll go get... Hey, Bert! Hey, Bert! Hey, Bert! Uh, I'm up. Oh, it's always on the third I'm time. Up. Every time, third time does it. Did you make breakfast yet? There's beans from last night. <laughs> you and your godforsaken beans. I mean, we have coffee. It's oh, still beans. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sign me up for that. Well, they're in the they're in your gunny. I, I think you 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 got it. Every, we all have coffee, obviously. If you look at a lens food pyramid, it's just beans all the way down. Just, just beans. Everything made of beans. <laughs> Top, you've got cocoa beans and the coffee beans, <laughs> kidney beans, bean bag beans. All right. The bottom. Um, let's go ahead and make this simple. You guys drink your coffee and eat your leftover beans mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. sure your fire is all put out. You roll up your little sleeping bags and <laughs> what a destructive you put breakfast. Them on your horses and <laughs> mm, black coffee and beans i'm sure we won't have yeah, any problems today I, I, yeah and let's get on top of a horse and just shake ourselves up and down for like three That's hours a be great breakfast <laughs> yeah uh you do that um, everyone roll me a couple of these sixes. Are you making me do a fart check? Is that what's happening? I got a, I got yeah, a nine. I am. I am. Include, include your body rating. I got a nine. Include your body rating, Benjamin. Oh, well, it's going to be, it's going to be eight then. Cause I got a minus to that body rating. <laughs> uh, I got a 12. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Y'all are fine. You you ride on your horses. I want no bad occurrences. God, I wish we could. Congratulations! Go, I wish we could go back and do like alternate universe versions because I really wanted to know what would have happened if we rolled low. Like, where would that have taken this story? What is that branching path, Jensen? I've I've played a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse well, games. I've we never have done a, a fart check before. <laughs> yeah, do we go have a bad time behind a a saguaro? Like, uh. what happens? Well. <laughs> maybe it'll come up later I, maybe I shouldn't be asking uh, that's 
you know, that's not that's not something that you need to worry about since you passed your check. Cod, so. I guess Cod does not will. <laughs> Hopefully, that I you don't have to have that a bad again. time behind a saguaro. <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to go to that thinny to find out. <sighs> All right, so y'all mount your horses and you head toward town. I assume. Uh, yeah, head in that direction, but but try to head towards the thinny first. Yeah, I thought we were going to the thinny. Okay, so um, Roland, you are the leader of the pack, so you steer your horse to the north. I think is where I said it was the left of the road, and you guys are headed east. So, yes, north. So, um, you you steer your horse uh toward the north of the road after you get out of the bunch of trees, and you all hear it, and and you kind of feel it too. It's like, you know, when you're at a live concert and you're really close to the front and you just like feel the bass all over your body. That's uh, that's that's kind of what this feels on the inside. And um, so you guys get closer to it and you notice that there is a huge canyon. And y'all are on kind of the southwestern edge of the canyon. And you can see toward the northeastern side, there is, like the air gets kind of funny. It's kind of wavy. And it's, you, you all have seen mirages before. You've been in the heat where you look into the different, like in the distance and, and the air is kind of waving with the heat rising up off of the hot ground. Mm-hmm. I've seen Donald Duck. It kind of yeah. looks a little bit like that. Okay. Benjamin, you are from the South. You see that all the time. Yeah, actually I do. I was like, I've seen it on pizza rolls now that I think of it. Like, so. It's it's kind of the worst thing, though. I hate it, like, in real life. And so, like, is that extrapolated yeah. here? Is it? Is it an un, is it an unpleasant sight? It it feels icky somehow. I suppose. Yes, yes. It feels it feels pretty icky, and you get kind of like a like a sick feeling to your stomach. Is this a is this a is this a psychic object? Is this a? I know it's where reality has worn thin, but does that actually? Does that is it supernatural or is it just weird? <laughs> I mean it does call to you. Oh, that's true. I well, it did in a dream. Yeah. Maybe maybe a better question to ask is how loud is this thing to me? You guys still aren't super close to it. Um you're at the one end of the canyon and the canyon's pretty big, but it is a little unpleasantly loud. But not, I mean, it's not excruciating. It's not deafening. But you can pretty clearly make it out. I can't imagine keeping livestock near this thing. Yeah, I would think that they would accidentally wander into it. Maybe they can sense there's something weird about it and don't go near it. it I, I can't imagine 
milk tasting sweet if it comes out of a cow that hears this 24 hours a day or however many hours there are in a day. I don't know. How many hours are there in a day? Probably 24, right? Sometimes. Yeah, somewhere around <laughs> there, give or take. Last, last couple of days have been, um, you know, potato, potato as far as that goes. But, uh, you know. To clarify, it's you guys did ride a pretty good distance from the road to get here. And you're still not even in town. So it's probably not like a big deal for any kind of cattle or anything. Oh, all right then. Thank you, voice. <laughs> no problem. All right, what do you guys do? Do you keep on keeping on? I think just out of curiosity, I would pick up a stone and throw it in to see what happens. Uh, Elaine immediately dives to the ground and covers his head. Cuthbert, Cuthbert kicks some dirt on Elaine while he's down there. Roll for it. I want to see how far you can throw it. Uh, maybe athletics? Athletics, yeah. Why don't you do athletics for me, please? Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Very nice. Very nice. All right. You pick up a, a really good sized stone and you really rear back and chunk it as far as you can. And it goes real far. It goes pretty much all the way to the wavy bits. Um, when you throw the stone, there is no change in sound. But the air around where you threw the stone looks like it gets a bit more angry. Like, it seems not quite sentient, but if air could be angry, that's what happens. Like, the waves get a bit more quick and aggressive. Um, and you maybe imagine that you see a flash of light coming from it. Although, who knows if you really do. No big explosions or anything. I'll turn back and look at the other two. Well, I didn't see any noticeable change, but... It sure does look like a hole in the ground. Should we throw a Lin in next and see if anything happens that way? He did have a dream about it. I suppose we could always ask in town what their experience with it is. I can't imagine just living with one of these here. Not that I guess we have any idea how to get rid of it. How far away from town anyways? Uh, based off of what Susan said, maybe another mile or so. Might be possible they don't even know it's here. Yeah. Oh, actually that reminds me. Um, One of the things that she said last night was that I realized I told both of you her name and that I met her, but she very specifically requested that when I meet her in town today or whenever we, we come across her again, that that's the first time she meets me. So just don't know her name yet or anything because she wanted the first time in town to, to meet me to be the first time. Sounds pretty strange. Yeah, there was a lot going on between that and her not telling me 
the direction to her house where we're supposed to meet her dad and saying not to talk to her dad. I Maybe she thought she were too homely looking for her. And uh, I guess head back up to the horses and head back into er, head back up to the horses and head into town. I, l- I love that you accepted that as like a real suggestion <laughs> that you were too homely looking. <laughs> I think there's a point with Cuth with Keithbert where you just have to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because if, <laughs> if, if you spent all of your time disagreeing with the things that he said, you'd never get anything else day. done in the day. Yeah, it'd just be your whole whole situation. <laughs> this is my life now. We're we're, yeah. we're diaper buddies. This he knows is, how yeah. to handle Cupid. <laughs> this is why I have a three with him because I understand you just go yes and you nod and then you keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how that is. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, right, Alex, so. Alex, from now on, you have to give. Ten dollars to like UNICEF or something. Every time you say diaper buddies, no, <laughs> I'll I'll be I'll be destitute after that. <laughs> all right, so you all head back to your horses. Um, you can't really see the road from where you are, so you, I assume, want to get back on the road before heading into town. All right, so uh, y'all head south, and you get back on the road and head east. And um, it's not it's not too much farther until you start seeing signs of civilization. Civilization. <laughs> Small town civilization. And um, you see, yeah, you see, like, a little ranch. Um, nothing exciting there. Nothing, nothing noteworthy. And then a little further down... Um, before you get into town, you see um, a, a building that says uh, Sheriff's Office on it. And standing out in front of the building is a rather large man. And he sees you boys and he kind of waves at you and, and motions toward you. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot a look at the other two and then steer in his direction i follow suit yeah all right <laughs> good deal uh so y'all uh steer your horses on over there um as you approach um the the man warmly greets you and says hey boys why don't you come inside first before going into town uh sure um, y'all can hitch up your horses right here on the post i, I assume you're the sheriff in town I am. You are correct. Uh, Sheriff Hark Avery, nice to meet you. And you boys are? Uh, my name is Roland Silvertide. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance there, Sheriff. I am Cuthbert McGillicuddy. My name is Elaine Stockworth. I am here on an important diplomatic mission. All right, well, hold on now there, fella. Hold on there. Now, y'all are not under an investigation here. I just wanted to welcome you into our town. Why don't you May call May your days be long upon the earth. And then he... Thank, thank you, son. Thank you. And he doesn't even wait for you all. Am I being loud? I feel like I'm being loud. <laughs> he doesn't even wait. He just he just walks on inside and, and waits for you. Elaine, buddy, you're gonna have to. Why don't you let us do the rest of the talking today, huh? You, you know what? 
I was just about to say that maybe I shouldn't talk anymore. That'd be good. That'd be a good idea. Cap- capital idea. Roland, let's go inside. Yeah, hitch up the horses and head inside. Uh, you notice that the um, the sheriff's office isn't super huge, but it is pretty nice looking. It's very clean. Um, the sheriff's desk is is a nice, sturdy um, wooden desk. And um, over to the side, you see three jail cells. The sheriff has uh, sat down behind his desk and is uh, looking at you three as you walk in. Beside the sheriff is... The most average man you've ever seen. He's like average height, average weight, average appearance. Average Joe standing there beside him. Well, come on in, boys. Come on in. Uh, There's some chairs up in front of me if y'all want to have a seat. Cuthbert uh, takes a chair, pulls it back, sits down, leans it back, and puts his feet up on the desk. All right, then. Y'all gonna join me? Alin tries his best to sit casually, but it just ends up looking, like, incredibly awkward and stiff. Uh, yeah, I will sit down between this pair. <laughs> just like a normal person. <laughs> just like a normal person. Like, sit in a chair, like they're made for. I got, I got horse, I got horse butt. Uh, the sheriff kind of leans in closer to you all, puts his, <laughs> puts his elbows on the table. Yeah. So, uh, this here is my deputy, Deputy Dave. Dave Hollis, why don't you, uh, why don't you get these boys something to drink here? All right, now, boys, uh. So happy you could join us. Can you uh can you give me some more information about who you are, where you're from? Maybe you have some papers or something. You look a bit young to just be riding into town all on your lonesome. Uh yeah, I will reach over uh and pull the papers out of a lens pack. I, I don't think he wants to present them. <laughs> uh and hand them over to the sheriff and it's the papers that we got uh from from our fathers basically verifying the story that we are who we say we are with these fake names from these fake, not fake towns, but not the towns we're actually from um, and saying, you know, that we're here to uh, take stock uh, of literally of the livestock and everything um, for the, for the war efforts. Yeah. He takes the, uh, the crisp white clean paper from your hand and he looks at it a second and he raises an eyebrow and he looks at you all and um, he says, mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, he looks at the paper real good. And he says, oh, I see. So y'all are affiliation boys here to, here to count our livestock for the, for the war, I see. That's right. I see. And, uh. If you don't mind me asking, why do they send some uh, some teenagers over here to do the affiliation work? Y'all boys didn't get into any kind of mischief. Uh, well, as you can imagine, with everything going on right now, uh, all the well, all the leaders, all the men of the affiliation, 
are needed elsewhere and everyone's got to do their part. Um, but as he says, like the whole thing about mischief, I very intentionally like give a sidelong glance at Alain um, so that the sheriff can see it to like kind of indicate like, yeah, we mm-hmm. someone did get in trouble. And I think since Alain isn't talking, he's probably the good one to say like, that's why he's so nervous <laughs> is because he was the he's the reason we were sent here. We killed a horse. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, what? That doesn't have to be canon, by the way. <laughs> in it Re- was an accident in Reno just to watch it die. No, no, it was it was an accident. It was a good horse, though. Uh huh. I see. We're gonna have to keep a close eye on you, boys. That's all right. Well, we are happy to have affiliation representatives in our town. You will understand that we are very loyal to the affiliation, as you and your fathers know, of course. And we are happy to help the war cause any way we can. And he hands you back your paper. Your papers, Roland. Okay. Yeah, I will tuck them back into a lens pack. As for uh, horse killing, I hope we don't see any of that. And he gives you a, a smile there, Lynn. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At that point, um, Deputy Dave uh, comes back with some iced tea. And he sets it in front of you three. And he sets one in front of Herc Avery, who smiles widely up at you over his tea. I believe I ordered a whiskey. <laughs> oh, y'all. Affiliation. Y'all are so funny. Um, so, y'all happen to know that it is uh, not really the season for ice and... Like this is this is the time this town doesn't really have electricity. Like Gilead does, but you know that that's not really a common thing anywhere. So the fact that there are ice cubes in your tea is pretty special. How do you How do you have ice here? And like 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 a Ale- lens even like looking through the glass and like poking it. <laughs> oh. You noticed that, did you? Oh, it it's uh it's real ice there, boy. Uh you see, I don't know if y'all noticed uh down the road from here the old sicko place. Well, we don't really have any way to use that oil, but um but some of them still pump out some electricity and we have managed to use it for our for our ice sellers. It's just one of the luxuries we have here. I mean, nothing quite as fancy as in world, <laughs> but uh, you know, we make we make do. You must have a very limited supply. Why would you? I, I don't feel like we're worth that. Oh, anything for my good affiliation friends. Now, um. Y'all just got into the area uh, last night, right? Camped out by the old, the old piano ranch. Uh, yes, that's correct. On the western side of town, of course. Now, I don't think we said where we camped out. How did you get that information? 
oh, <laughs> well, I'm the sheriff of this town, and, you know, if there's some strange men lurking in the shadows around the town, don't y'all think I should know about it? Not that y'all are strange men. We were, of course, very fortunately mistaken, but you can't be too careful in these times. What would... Uh, John Farson's men lurking around, right? Yes, <laughs> that, that's, uh, yes, that's correct. <laughs> right, right. Now, um, uh, that land is, of course, owned by John Croydon, and, um, you know, he's, he's mighty protective of his, uh, his livestock, but I know of a real nice place for y'all to go. We got um we got some bunk houses at the old uh Barquet Ranch, which would be just perfect for three young men who are looking to stay here for a while. I read from your papers you might be here for at least three months. It's very comfortable out there. Ah, uh, that's very hospitable of you. Ah, oh, yes. Well thank you. Thank you for saying so. Anything, anything for our guests. Then he uh he looks up at his deputy, and then he looks back at you three, his grin getting wider and definitely not fake at all. No, sir, real true grin here. Mm -hmm. And he puts his hands on the table and he lifts himself up and stands up and he says, all right now, boys, now, y'all know I got a lot of work to do and y'all got to be settling in before you, um, before you get to your counting, right? You got a lot of stuff to count in the next three months. Now, I will personally talk to the mayor for y'all while y'all are setting up your stuff at the old Barquet Ranch. We'll make sure we get you a nice meeting with him. How's that sound? Sounds good. Yeah, we, you know, we are, we are never so fortunate to have such distinguished guests in our town as in-world affiliates. So, um... We are definitely gonna have to gonna have to get you in touch with the mayor. All right, now, boys. Now, why don't y'all scurry on along? Go on up there, and we'll see y'all real soon. I'm sure. Uh yes. Thank you for uh, for such a warm welcome, Sheriff. We'll surely see you around. Thank, thank you, sir. Right, of course. Uh, stand up and and turn to walk out. All right. So you guys leave the the sheriff and his deputy do not bother walking you out. They just kind of stand there and stare at you with their smiles never faltering for a second. Uh, I think as soon as we get outside and get on horses. It was a little thick, right? That was a little weird. It was a little. Uh... Yeah. Oh. I mean, is it, maybe it's just small town weirdness. Like we're not, maybe we're just not used to it. Maybe it's just like me personally. I thought that went really well. Like I thought I was going to blow it, but I think I held it together pretty well, actually. Well, a horse killer would think that. Well, technically you killed the horse too. Not really, obviously, because it was, it was a fake horse, but ice though. They have ice out here? Yeah, if they're getting electricity and what a strange use. I get hospitality, but like ice at the sheriff's station for strange people who roll into town? 
he sure had a place picked out for us too to, to put us up right away. Do they? I mean, they knew we were coming, sort of, right? Somehow they knew where we camped. I don't know. We weren't being that sneaky about it or anything. Some of us got lost in the woods. So the impression we got from the sheriff was to to head over and get set up in in the place. Yeah, at the Barkay. Yeah, at the Barkay Ranch, and um. Sorry, I didn't specify as the sheriff where it was, but y'all know where it is. He he told you it's um it's kind of on the outskirts of town. It's north the it's not it's near the northern part of town. You you got you all will have all tons of, of privacy up there. Well, I expect if we're heading toward the barquet, we should keep our eyes open. And Owen's uh, mouth shut. Bye. It seems so hard to bear Everything that I want to have you near All my life I've always been so blue Oh, I'm born to lose And now I'm losing Well, howdy there, partners. It's it's your old cowpoke buddy Ben. Just it's 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 Ben Scamp Walker time again. Just gonna sit down and have a bean around the campfire and just contemplate our existence in the universe as we look up at the stars. Um, I can't hold this for the whole break, and I'm really glad I'm not doing a cowboy accent for this series. Now that I have tried it. Um, but this is the break. Um, in case you didn't understand what my cowboy persona uh, was saying. And I'm sorry that was me uh, knocking a plastic spoon off of some cottage cheese. If that's what that noise was. But anyway. I hope you're enjoying this series so far. Um, I want to I start by thanking Rev, our guest star for this series. Um, you should check out his great, 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 great podcast, The Crit Show. Which, um, uh, it's mostly this, like, long-running, multi-season epic, um, that uses Monster of the Week, um, it also has some short three or four episode, uh, arcs where they use some other systems, uh, their bread and butter is the Powered by the Apocalypse games, like Monster of the Week, but they've got a couple other fun ones in there. Um, they also do some streams, particularly a new venture they call the Omniverse Chronicles, uh, which has a bunch of guest GMs running uh, original campaigns, uh, and then some of the Crit Show people participate as players. Um, the current one is using a system called iHunt, uh, which is a game about hunting monsters in a gig economy. So all that is super fun. Um, also, thank you to uh, the Pine Hill Haints. Uh, they are a feature uh, soundtrack guest for this series. Um, they're on Spotify and Bandcamp and lots of other places. Um, they describe themselves as Alabama ghost music, which is my jam because I'm from Alabama and I'm a ghost. Um, check out our Patreon. If you don't mind, we do have a Patreon. Uh, we do um, like a blooper reel, which is slash deleted scenes. Just, just 
good good stuff that I cut from the episodes that would maybe have like it, it's not garbage. It's just stuff that like would have hurt the pacing of an episode or something. But like I cut good jokes, and the other two core people, like Jensi and Alice, get on to me all the time for it. But I have a heavy, I have a heavy editing hand, so it's kind of keep happening. We also do something called randos, which is uh, just special things that we record for our uh, patrons, um, all patrons, one dollar and up. Uh, and they're they don't necessarily have to do anything with like movies or RPGs or anything. Um, as a matter of fact, our last one was just Alex made a list of new curse words, and we figured out what they meant, <laughs> like on the mic. Um, we also have a Discord. Uh, there's a lot. There's, I mean, I can't say much about Discord. So you don't already know about about Discord. It's a lot of fun in there. Um, one of the Patreon uh, prizes, sure. Is that you can get into a special green room just for just for patrons. Um, uh, also, want to thank the Nerdsmith Network for letting us be on there. Uh, they have a lot of cool podcasts and streams, so check them out. Um, and uh, finally, um, hey, sorry about Cincy's audio on the last couple of episodes. I am not sure what happened there, but I'm pretty sure it's sorted out on the next episode. Uh, like, 99% sure. So, sorry about that, but things are picking up. It's really, honestly, it's just Rev's audio comes to me in such a, like, it's, like, golden. It It's gold. The sound is gold somehow. And I think it just sort of, we, we like, dim in comparison. So, I think that's what's probably happening. Um, the next episode is on April 14th. I also just realized I probably said the wrong date last time. So sorry to anyone who was excited for an episode coming on March 24th and had to wait for March 31st instead. I'm almost certain it's April 14th, though, for the next one. So uh, see you then. Uh, take care. Make your choices. And please enjoy the rest of the episode. The bunkhouse, it's pretty old, but the roof and the walls look fine. So where this is located, um, would it be easy for someone to kind of set up and watch us here? Roland, you you take a good look around. You you ride around the the um the bunkhouse a little bit eyeing the scenery y'all are kind of in between by the way y'all are in between the town and the canyon with the thinny in it so you can hear the thinny a little bit where you are but not very much at all you can't really see it or anything um there are some hills around and you think that perhaps if someone wanted to they could be on the other side of one of those hills um, keeping an eye on you without you really knowing they were there. Yeah, I think I'll point that out to the other two. That's not great. 
especially if it feels like they were already watching us last night. But it might work to our advantage. We can make it very obvious the things we want to make obvious. I mean, we should definitely unpack, right? It's not super gross or anything, but it's a little dusty. No one's really been here for a while. Um, there are some nice beds, though, with... I say nice. Nice is relative. It's nothing like you guys are used to in in Gilead. But they seem... The mattresses seem nice and, and comfortable, at least. And um, Yeah, there's not much else in it. I will say... Um, I'm not going to make you roll for this, but since you all are already on the lookout for this kind of thing and you are, like, very wary, I will say that it does look like someone has been here within the past day and has maybe gotten some stuff set up. Like, maybe there's been some some dust that's not quite settled, um, and there's some some beddings rolled at the, the foot of the beds, three of them, which are definitely less dusty than the other beds. Oh, so like they've gotten stuff set up in the sense of they prepared for us not so much set stuff up like, oh, look, we found a, a recorder or like they've bugged the, the barquet. <laughs> right, okay. right. You- <laughs> You haven't you haven't done any bugs. There, there's an like old west bug in these. here. <laughs> I think it's a scorpion. <laughs> there's a scorpion it in like my boot. Pre- prepared the beds for okay. you. <laughs> the uh, someone got here and set up before you sounded malicious and intent. So I just wanted to double check. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for double checking. No, no, it, it doesn't. I shoot the mattresses. I mean, it doesn't seem necessarily malicious. <laughs> It doesn't seem like they're, you know, they've set any traps or anything. It looks like they just put some bedding out here. I expect we should put our stuff away, put on some fresh clothes, and maybe go see the mayor. Yeah. Um, boy, sure made it sound like they were going to send for us, which is strange, too. Yeah. I don't like waiting around too awful much. Yeah, that's fair. What do you say, Ellen? I'm. Which which shirt do you think I should wear? One that's oh. not dirty. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. And I I put on my other shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Old two shirt, Ellen. All right, and and he goes, okay, let's go mingle. <laughs> Len is on his walkabout. <laughs> He's here to, to meet some folks. As I walked out in the streets of Laredo As I walked out in Laredo one day So young cowboy wrapped in white linen Wrapped in white linen as slowly play the fight slowly sing the dead march as you carry me along take me to the valley and let's side on that 
y'all go into town and uh, from the north part of town or from any part of town really as far as you can tell it's just kind of like a sleepy little rancher town there's not really a bustling city I mean there are people walking around um, it looks like they're going to, um, you know, some people are going to the general store. There's a couple people sitting out on their front porches. Um, there's some people carrying some goods and riding horses around. But it's not, I mean, there aren't just a ton of people anywhere. Mm -hmm. So... If I were the mayor, there's some little homes. There's a there's a general store right in the center of town. Um, if y'all are specifically looking for the mayor's office or the mayor's house, um, you don't see it in the center of town. Well, maybe we should uh, talk to some of the locals and see if everyone's here as uh, as weird as the law enforcement. Yeah, that's fair. See if everyone else has got that same. Plastered on smile. Do I see anybody just milling about? Sure. There's um, there's a, a woman crossing the street and going toward the general store. She looks to be about in her 40s. She's carrying a basket. I go up to her. Uh, she stops and looks around at you. Pardon me, ma'am. Uh, I'm new in town here. My name is is Cuthbert. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Jeannie Ashbury. Jeannie Ashbury. What a lovely name you've got. Uh, thank you, young man. What can I do for you? Well, I, we're like I said, we're new in town here, and. Uh, we've been tasked to, to find the mayor. Do you know where he might reside? Oh, sure. The mayor's house. Well, it's just down the main road to the east there. And she just points along the, the main road to the east. She's like, if you just go down that road, it's it's the last house. It's very big. They've got a gate. You can't miss it. A whole gate, even. Oh, that's something special. A whole gate, yes. Mm. Oh, you... <laughs> Well, I do appreciate your time, ma'am, and I hope I see you around to some some more again. She blushes and just waves you on and walks away toward the general store. I walk back to my friends. I found the mayor's house. It's a big place to the east with a whole fence, even. Oh. She uh, she seemed all right. No, no, no out of the ordinariness. Well, that's something. All right. So you guys go down that road to the east toward the mayor's house. Uh, you come upon it. It is not quite as grand and special as you were thinking that it would be. But then again, what in this town is. I mean, it's definitely bigger and nicer looking than the other houses. That's for sure. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's not quite as opulent. Um, as any of the officials' houses that you've seen. Uh, you go up to the gate, and the gate's open. It's not closed or anything. You can you can go right on up to the house. Does it have a whole fence? 
Yeah. Whole fans. I mean, yeah. Totes. She didn't lie to us. As okay. far as you can tell, all the way around. <laughs> you gotta check these things out. Why are you all right, so you... Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Those are just noises. Those aren't laughter. Those aren't laughter. Okay. So you guys go up. No. Uh, you guys go up to the gate. Um, there's a there's a bar. I mean, not the gate. The the front of the house. There's a, a hitching post there, of course, for you to tie your horses up to. Which I assume you do. We do. Tie them up. Okay, cool. And then you guys go up to the front door. Blue boy, stay. Do you knock? <laughs> I do not. There's a big um, iron knocker on the door. I don't use it. I knock on the door with my hand. Okay, you knock on the door with mm-hmm. your hand. Um, a few seconds go by, and then um, the door opens. There is a woman standing in front of you. Uh, she's middle-aged, dark brown hair that she has up in a bonnet, and she's wearing an apron. And she looks at you three... Kind of strangely. Um, yes, what can I do for you? Par- pardon me, ma'am. We've got an appointment with the mayor. Is he about? Oh, <laughs> the mayor is not available right now. You three wouldn't be the in-world boys, would you? I turn back to Roland. Are we the in-world boys? Well, that's what it says on the front of a lens drum kit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, we are. We're the in-world boys. <laughs> it's not a great sign that I'm the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love y'all single on the radio. <laughs> Gilly had a bus. That's my favorite. Uh, but no, unfortunately, the, uh, the mayor is in a meeting right now with the sheriff. He did mention something about you. Um... I'm sure they will let you know when they're ready to meet with you. Are you sure we can't meet with them right now? It's very important that we see him. Oh, is everything okay? And she looks at you three with a little bit of fear behind her eyes. I mean, it, it's nothing uncoarse, of course. Uh, just just something that, that we need to speak with the mayor urgently. Yeah, it, it's It's nothing we can talk about. Holy shit, that wordplay. Sure, if you wouldn't mind, um, wait, wait right here. I'll, uh, I'll go check and, and see if they have time. One moment, please. She shuts the door and walks away, I guess. (laughs) Can I, can I get my foot in there before she closes it? (laughs) Why don't you roll for it? All right, what am I rolling? Athletics? All right. I don't have that, but all right. Well, that is a 12 double sixes. Yes, you do. And um, it, you, you do it ever so sneakily and uh, acrobatically that <laughs> she doesn't even notice. Well, gents, we might as well wait inside. What you think? After you. Oh, I go in first. I go in last. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Cuthbert, Roland, and Alyn go inside the house in that order. 
Um, you three see that uh, you are in a foyer. It's a nice-ish foyer. Um, over to the side, there is a, a vase on a little table in front of a mirror. Um, there's a, a chandelier hanging from the ceiling. A uh, small one, but still a chandelier. It's nicely lit. There's lots of good natural light coming in. And a staircase leading up. And then beside the staircase is a hallway going into the rest of the house, you assume. Do we see which way she went? No. You weren't. You didn't go in fast enough. If you had gone in, she would have noticed. Well, if we don't know which way she went, we can't listen to the outside of any doors. Cuthbert, don't you dare. Don't don't I dare what? Uncover the mystery behind the weirdness? We are here to keep a low profile and to count horses and maybe a couple other things. Stop. If you go sneaking around someone's house, you're going to kind of give us away. Only if I get caught. Roland, say something. I mean, it seems like we're being watched. See what you can find out, Bert. Yeah, so, oh my god, how am I the only person here that hears we're being watched and doesn't think, so maybe we shouldn't do anything shady to draw attention to ourselves? Well, because in this moment, they think we're standing outside. Actually, uh, and I'm, I'm going to grab Alen and pull him back towards the door. See what you can find, Bert, and uh, try not to get caught. And I'm going to pull the two of us back outside and close the door like we're still just waiting for her to come back. All right. Um, well, while you guys have been debating this for an extensive amount of time and made lots of noise in the house, <laughs> um, a few uh, seconds go by after uh, Roland and Elaine go back outside, and Cuthbert, you hear footsteps coming down the stairs. Oh boy. Um, is there a water closet or storage uh, closet? Anywhere nearby? <laughs> Storage um, closet for poop. Not directly beside you. Um, a, a few yards in front of you, underneath the stairs, there's like under the stairs storage. I definitely want to make my way Covered under the that. stairs, as it were. All right. Uh, go on ahead. You go in. I want to go in and, and mostly close the door. Okay, so you leave it a little bit cracked Just so that you crack. can maybe peer out in here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, a few seconds later, you hear that the footsteps are right above you. They're going down the stairs. Uh, and then the door opens. And Roland and Alain, the door opens, and in front of you is the sheriff, Herc Avery. And he is looking... He has a smile on his face, but you can see his eyes are... The smile is definitely not reaching to his eyes this time. And he he, he looks like... Um, he's definitely narrowing his eyes at you. I'm sorry, boys. There must have been some kind of mistake. What I meant 
was that I was going to set up an appointment for you with the mayor and we would all see him at the same time. The mayor is a very busy man. And when I was just talking to him, he was speaking like he wanted to have a, a good event for you three. But uh, now's not a good time. We've got some other matters to speak about. Uh, there was an emergency. An emergency? What kind of emergency? Can we help? No, that was a question, boy. Oh, I, 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 sorry. I thought that what Alen meant was correct, that there was an emergency that you were uh, having a, a meeting with the mayor without us. I, I apologize. We thought we were supposed to uh, get set up and, and head here and that you would be here waiting for us, which you are. And so we oh. kind of assumed that this was the, the right situation. Well, you know what? That's okay. Accidents happen all the time, and uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect you uh, in-world boys to really know how these matters are settled. Uh, so that's all right. Um, you know what? Uh, the mayor and I were just talking. I'm sure he'd be happy to see you real fast. Um, but again, we are very busy today. I will let you know when we can have, you know, a proper get-together. But why don't y'all come on up? Oh, no, that's fine. If, if you're truly very busy uh we can just wait for the invitation we didn't want to interrupt uh we just want to make sure that we uh make the mayor aware of our presence and our intent uh as we were instructed mm, so let me get this straight so when i said that i was going to introduce you to the mayor you didn't trust that i was going to do that so you thought you'd come on up here and do it yourself by the way where's the other one you know the jokester Sir, I realize this is your territory. You are the sheriff here, but we are sent by the affiliation. And so we follow the instructions given by the affiliation. No offense, not by the local sheriff. And our instructions were to introduce ourselves to Pat Delgado. And Pat Delgado does not seem to be reachable. And so we came to the mayor after you said to come to the mayor. It is not in our purview to bypass the orders given to us by our superiors. Mm-hmm. By my superiors, you're being <laughs> the affiliation. Right, right. Well, no, no harm done, boys. Really, I don't mind introducing you to the mayor right now. Are you sure? You seemed very against it a moment ago. <sighs> Listen here, young fella. I um, I feel like you and I must have had some misunderstandings with each other. See, I am very happy that y'all are here, and I'm very happy that the affiliation has chosen to um, to make sure that we're doing our job, and I'm glad, I'm glad that they chose some horse-killing teenagers to come and do that in the place of actual representatives. But the thing is, is that the way things are done here is that the mayor's in charge and underneath the mayor is me and I'm just trying to go through the proper channels get you a get you a good meeting with the mayor I know that he is excited to meet you Alim Alim is like enjoying this immensely <laughs> one of his favorite things is to watch like any dumb fuck like just get completely rattled by talking to Roland for like five <laughs> seconds. He loves it so much. 
Can I see them through the door through the, the sheriff? Nah, not from the angle you're in. Sorry. Could they theoretically see where I am? The door opens outward. So if they were looking for it, theoretically, they could see that the door was cracked. But I, uh, why don't why don't we roll for it? Let's roll for it. I don't know. If they could see where I was, I was going to just stick my hand out the door and give them a thumbs up. Yes, they would be able to see yeah, that. That's, yes. that's what I do. I, I just stick my hand through the crack, give them a thumbs up and go back to hiding. Okay. You know what, Sheriff, you're right. I think this has all just been a, a misunderstanding. We obviously don't know how this town works. You are on the edge. Uh, well, you know, on the edge of, of in-world. And things work differently here. We're so used to military chain of command and following the orders sent down by the king. Uh, but it's uh, clear to see that the mayor here is essentially your king and that you're his right-hand man. So, uh, yes, let's... let's Meet him, and uh, we'll give our proper apologies for uh, interrupting your meeting and set up a proper time to to meet. But since we're here, I think uh, I think seeing him face to face would be would be a great thing. Uh, he seems to soften up a bit at this. Um, it seems clear to you that you talking about him being the right hand man um, brings a little bit of change in his demeanor. He seems to to like that, and he likes. And I think that's the difference between he and I is that. Um, I can spread the bullshit without having that fake forced smile. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he chuckles a little bit and says, of course, you're right. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be too harsh. I understand that, you know, we're from different places and I get that. Why don't you come on in? It's just right this way. And he starts leading well, you, you very much. up the stairs. All right. Yeah, we'll follow. You start going up the stairs. Uh, he leads you over um, through a hallway, and it is one of the last doors, uh, a big double door. Uh, he knocks on it before entering, and he bows uh, to the to the mayor. Uh, standing in front of you is a very, very, like, frail, skinny older man with white wispy hair and he seems to be dressing as if he were trying very hard to impress someone <laughs> how how similarly are me and this person dressed <laughs> not <Okay. laughs> how much better how much better is my bolo tie <laughs> so much this is not a joke so this much is better. not a joke by the way he he definitely has a bolo tie on no one ever doubted that me i i do i do yeah yeah i'm not making decisions for this old man <laughs> okay sure yeah um the mayor's not wearing a bolo tie so yours is his hands down much better than his <laughs> what kind of mayor is this guy doesn't he wear a bolo tie doesn't he know what it means to be an old timey sheriff or mayor. I know we're I, I know we're in I know we're in the you know um Cambry. No. No, this sounds like a riff to me. This okay. is riffing. <laughs> Coward. Okay. okay, good deal. 
Maybe I do, but maybe I do, but I'm I'm whispering, okay? I'm just me as Ben am incapable of whispering. So but but Alain can whisper. So maybe he's side talking out the side of his mouth to to Roland. After after they go up the stairs, I wanna like go out of the closet and make my way up the stairs. Uh and take a lay of the land and see what the, the layout is. Are there any like rooms next to this room? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, like, at the end of the hallway, so there aren't rooms that are, like, it's not, like, a a door in between two doors. It's, like, at the end of the hallway, but there are doors on other side of the hall. Does that make sense? Okay, so there's no, like, I could go into a room next to it and, like, listen in on on the room from anywhere outside from the hallway. No, but also... The doors are wide open, and they see you come up the stairs. Oh, well, there's that other one. Come on in, young fella. Sorry I got lost on the way to the bathroom out uh, the outhouse. That's all right. And uh, the mayor uh, steps forward and and uh, dips his head very lightly at you three. Hello, young boys. I'm Mayor Thorin. Nice to meet you. I give him a small bow. Like, you've had us roll mm-hmm. to, like, not fart, but there is a stealth skill, so that might be a time to have him roll that to see if he's caught. Just a thought. Okay. I took stealth off my character sheet. <laughs> you, you've now stumbled right, on... You know what? I will. You've, you've stumbled on a roleplay retcon tradition, which is us getting t- so deep into uh, the scene setting that we forget we're also like an actual play podcast. <laughs> no, I um, I considered having him roll, and I decided that, like, he, like I don't even know, a perfect score would have done it, I guess. But go ahead. I want, I want to, you to roll. I want him to get caught. I was, I was saying, <laughs> okay, but we'll have you roll anyway. Well, still. I rolled a five, so nah, it, no, it doesn't happen. Sorry, it's all right. But thank you, Rev. I I really appreciate that. I do like, I like rolling whenever we can in these story-rich games. I am Cuthbert McGillicuddy. Uh, I'm rolling Silvertide. I am Elaine Stockworth. May your days be long upon the earth. And double yours. So <laughs> I think it's may you have I twice don't know the number. What the phrase is. Well, that's an in-world phrase. Okay. Don't correct me, Whipper Snapper. Mr. Mayor, uh, you'll have to forgive him. He was kicked in the head by a horse when he was uh, a baby. Did we, and then I killed it. No, it's fine. <laughs> Well, it's so good to see you boys. The The sheriff is just telling me such wonderful things about you. We've had decided, and I'm so glad y'all came, that I could tell you this. We have decided to have a little get-together tomorrow night in your honor so that you can meet all of the upstanding people of this community. I don't know why this is my voice. <laughs> so you can meet all of the upstanding people of this community and get to know everybody and, of course, the... Um, the uh, those who are are good with the affiliation will definitely want to meet you, which we all are, of course. And uh, yeah, so that'll be tomorrow night, and we're all looking forward to it. Um, 
when you say that there's going to be like a little get together, like you kind of mentioned, there's going to be a party. Like Alin immediately like goes like <gasps> in delight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to it. Bring your appetites. We we will look forward to it, and as long as you've got beans, a Lynn will not kill any horses. <laughs> uh, he he looks a little worriedly over at Lynn. That that was that was a joke, sir. That was a joke. Oh oh okay. Um, do any of you all have a skill in empathy? I do. I actually wrote that on my sheet. Yay! All right, I want you to roll for empathy. Uh, <laughs> I rolled snake eyes. Plus one. Dang! <laughs> so I got three. Dang! You sure did. Good job. I wrote, right. <laughs> if I could just say, we're supposed to put, I'm good at this or bad at this because, um, beside empathy, yes. I wrote, of all the members of the quartet, Alan, 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 Alan. Elaine. Elaine. Cries the easiest. Aw, bless. Um, okay, so through your impressive empathy role, you get a very good read on the men in this room. Wait, wait, wait. Of which Did it's you hear? just the sheriff no, and the mayor. I, I, I almost could not have rolled worse. I actually literally could not have rolled worse. That, did I? I said you had a very good role. And you got I thought a very you said good I had a very good roll. I rolled terrible. It was awful. Oh! I got a three. <laughs> you see, your your story right I after probably said, confused them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought you said you had a plus three. Oh no! Three makes I have a plus one. I have a plus one, which okay. which is why Snake Eyes plus one gets me three. What is your empathy at? Uh, it's it's plus one, and I have I have like a zero in soul, which I'm assuming this is a soul skill. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's, my, it's a plus zero attribute, but I, but it's one of my it's one of my plus one ah, skills. So I get a plus one to it. I mean, if you were looking at a five, I rolled a five. Yeah, it almost doesn't matter because again, I got a three. <laughs> like it's not going to get better. Yeah. Do you remember? Is this a a, a fail and level up system? Because that would mean that anytime someone rolls less than a six, they mark a point of experience towards leveling up to the next level. Okay, so yeah, whenever a player fails a roll, the character takes one grit. Grit is also earned when a uh, a goal is achieved. Because those are then, if you guys have ever played Fate, grit uh, grit is also like Fate points that we can spend those to give ourselves a boost to a roll. We have used Fate. We liked Fate very much. I like so we're playing on our much. stream right now. Nice, nice. Um, so in that case, uh, let's retroactively give yourselves three grit apiece. Roland, would you like to roll for the funsy? Sure. Because I wasn't looking for a five. Uh, so that is empathy, which I... <laughs> I think that's a... Okay, so that's I did get a seven. Uh, I rolled a nine, but I have a oh, minus one empathy and a minus one soul. <laughs> Oofa doofa. Oh, wow. 
Uh, yeah, that does it though. Seven absolutely does it. So, um, Roland, while while this exchange is going on, um, you look around at the the two gentlemen in this room, and you get a very good read off of their attitude toward you. Um, you can tell absolutely without a doubt that the sheriff hates your guts. He doesn't like you one little tiny bit. Um, he, he's putting on a, on a good facade, but just as you suspected previously, it is only a facade. The mayor, however, does not seem to have these strong feelings toward you. He seems a bit distracted and, um, he doesn't seem to be present really in, in what's going on. This just seems like Ugh, mayor stuff. I gotta talk to the sheriff. I gotta meet with these three boys. I don't care about these three boys. But he is, when he does talk about the party and the get-together that's coming up um, tomorrow night, he does seem rather pleased about that. But from what you can gather, he does not seem to have any kind of ill ill will or intention toward you three. Um, so I'm gonna ask again. Uh, just mechanically, like, are you wanting us to use the the moves or do you want us just, just to do skill checks? Like, so what we just rolled is a move is one of the basic moves called um, read a person. It's roll soul plus empathy. And then depending on the result, I get X amount of hold to ask specific questions. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so I think this is about the sheriff specifically then. Uh, what does okay. your character wish I would do? What does the sheriff wish you would do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he really wishes you would just kind of fall off the face of the planet. He wishes that you would get out of his hair, get out of his town. He doesn't want anything to do with you. He wishes you would get lost. Fuck yourself. Yes, we certainly appreciate such a warm welcome. Uh, the sheriff here has given us a, a wonderful place to stay. We've been out there and set up and... Uh, we look forward to to meeting you all properly uh, tomorrow night. I do apologize. Uh, I think there was some miscommunication between uh, myself and your right-hand man here. Uh, so we arrived a little early. So thank you for taking the time to, uh, to, to meet us. And we look forward to talking to you more tomorrow night. Yes, of course, he says. And he, he nods at you and smiles and... and um, let me call to the maid. She could walk you out. And then he pushes a, a button on the door, which makes a, a bell ring off in the distance. A few seconds later, you see um, the same woman who greeted you at the door uh, rush in. Um, her eyes dart between all of you. Um, she seems a little bit confused. Uh, yes. Will you please walk these young boys back downstairs? They, um, they are ready to go on their way. We had a lovely meeting. Thank you all for coming. Oh, sure, absolutely. Right this way, please. And she gestures out the door. Yeah, follow. Follow her out. All right. All right, so she uh, she walks you three down the stairs. She opens the front door for you, and she says, Well, thank you all so much for visiting. We look forward to seeing you again. We had a lovely time in your home. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And she Bye. shuts the door. Bye. <laughs> uh, behind you guys. <laughs> 
through the doorway. She's like, oh, good, bye. Yes. Bye. 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 Shut, lock, lock, lock. <laughs> yeah, you, you do hear some some padlocks happening. You know, I have to admit, Bert, when I asked you to sneak around the house, I didn't mean past open doors. Well, I didn't know y'all would leave the doors open. Outside the door, the empty bottles shine. And there's a coyote that wants to dance with me by the cactus tree. Inside the door, what they call a honky-tonk, there's a girl. She's got a flower in her head, too. Oh, she lets me know what a fool I am. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of, that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good. Their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.